Welvin. Oh! I'm your host, Adam Jamal. And I'm Aaron Schroeder. That's right. This is the Quack 12 podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast in the universe and the webosphere. And uh, Aaron, I've been loving the amount of bowl games that I have been subjecting myself to. It's It's been a blast. I've been, it's, you know, like last year with college football, the whole thing was just like kind of rough to watch for a million yep. reasons. This season, this bowl season, every single bowl game that we've had, I've just savored. Have you watched any sports at all, my man? I watched one bowl game. One bowl game. And it was a bit of a bummer, I'm guessing, if, if uh, you're talking about the game I'm thinking about. Yeah, you know... For about seven minutes, mm. it seemed like it was going to be really fun. Mm, yes. And then that was about it. That was about it. We're talking about the Alamo Bowl. That is right. The Oregon Ducks versus the Oklahoma Sooners. And like, just to make it a little blast from the past, we got Stoops. Stoops out there coaching his ass off. And uh, wasn't, I mean, it was kind of an interesting game. I, I did appreciate the comeback. Um, you know, in a game that's kind of like meaningless like this, I did appreciate that in the end, a lot of people got to catch some touchdowns. And uh, at one point it was, you know, feasible that they could come back. Truth but, uh, be told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was maybe a minute of gameplay or no real time. Okay. Where I was like, oh, wow. Are they actually going to be able to come back? And that then right. I went, no, because they haven't been able to stop the Sooners in forever. So they're probably going to just keep scoring and we'll never actually fully catch up. That's what it really came down to, especially when like Noah Sewell was out of the game, when Dante Manning was out of the game. Obviously, we have like our two starting cornerbacks. We're already going to the NFL. Um, no cave on. It was just it, it, the defense w- wasn't able to handle uh, what the Sooners had. You know what I'd like to talk about as something that is maybe a little... It's a fun topic inside of a fucking pile of cow dung. Okay, let's hear it. That's exactly what the Quack 12 podcast is for. I wanted... It was just mainly a subject, and I thought maybe you could expound. The freshman class. A lot of them were playing, right? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, some of the ones that really came to my mind was like, I did like seeing Troy Franklin out there, four catches for 65 yards, one touchdown. Dante Thornton, uh, four catches for 90 yards, one touchdown. And they're even on the defense, we had a lot of freshmen, right? Sure. um, I believe, I, I think less, but that's actually kind of better (laughs) i actually like it more that there was less uh there was definitely depth tested like um on the defense okay a lot of that you know what i mean because of all the injuries here's what i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. i don't think they did that bad (laughs) no i i don't think yeah i don't think so it's not not, i mean i'm looking forward to next season because having seen a uh a showcase of some of the lower level stuff i'm like well exactly Exactly. We could be strong enough for a first year coach to do something progressive. When flow, when flow adds to the equation, that'll be really awesome. And honestly, when it comes down to it, the staff that we have right now, and we're going to have an episode coming up in the near future in which we just break down Oregon's new coaching staff because there's some colorful characters in there. All right. There's some, uh, there's a lot, a lot going on here. But really? the common thread 
by the way, I just want to shout out for the anyone who can see it. I'm wearing my Oregon Ducks. I got a uh, uh, beanie and I got this scarf. These were made for me over the holidays. And I also got this other gift for my wonderful girlfriend. This is that's right. The Webfoot jersey, the throwback jerseys, the blue and yellow ones, if you will. Oh, Number Blue? 21, these are the, yep, this is the jersey we wore when we got our asses kicked to us in the 2016 game by Washington by some ungodly number by like 70 points or something like that. Wow. Uh, but I, I got this jersey and I really like it. You know, I like it. It's the throwback it's a good to the, fit. yeah, the throwback I to love the 1894. How the, we were team. really on a great track. Like, we really were. That doesn't do super great at staying on point. We were doing mm-hmm. great. Yes. And then now we're on fashion. And, and then I got distracted. Let's get, I know, if I had a segment for it, if I had like a cue, then it would have been flawless. But, uh, yeah, no, well, that, that, see, now I don't even know what we were talking about beforehand. You said freshman. Right, and then we discussed. We discussed basically the two freshmen. Oh, we're going to break down the coaching staff soon. Oh, yeah. Thank you for getting us back on track. Uh, Yes, coaching staff. So, because the thing, the thread, this is exactly where I was going. I said the thread that holds them all together, and then I got super distracted. (laughs) Oh, boy. I mean, hey, if you're listening to Quack 12, you know that this is kind of the whole show. What if this was the show? What if the idiotic ramblings was the show? Anyways, uh, yeah, Dante Thornton, Troy Franklin, our freshmen to keep an eye on. And they're the reason why I should be excited for next season is because if we just get a competent quarterback or even a second half Anthony Brown, you know what I mean? I mean, he's not going to be on the team. But that really opened a lot of people's eyes in this game. Anthony Brown just going off in the second half and just being like, eh, screw it. What do we have to lose? Just air out the ball. You know what I mean? And yeah. then all of a sudden we looked competitive and it's because Oklahoma, you know, doesn't have the best secondary or defense in general. And they were kind of just playing with a huge cushion, you know, a huge lead. But right. st- that's what so many people and what the offense clearly kind of needed And it did kind of, I don't know, move people a little bit more towards it seems like Cristobal is so focused on the run and so focused on possession that he really, truly limits the deep shot that maybe that wouldn't have even happened. Yeah, well, it it seems like interesting as well, because, yeah, whenever they were kind of playing by the standard rule book that has been this past season. Mm hmm. By the way, congratulations on finishing yet another season. We will be circling back it. around in a year from now. Yeah, we'll be back, baby. Uh, but yeah, he runs a lot, and I didn't realize how boring that was. I love, you know, everybody loves the excitement of the deep ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it's what our receivers wanted. So but, yeah, uh, I hope um, I hope we have a guy who likes to take shots. Supposedly, so Bo Nix, who is probably the front runner right now, I would say the transfer from Auburn, you know, um, he's probably the front runner just because it's like, hey, Ty Thomas has been here for so long and he's just not getting a chance this whole season, really, outside of a couple games, really. Well, what year is this dude? Uh, he that he was a true freshman, but he's the highest rate. Oh wait, uh, Ty Thompson is a true freshman. No, the, on the, the, the oh Bo Nix. I think he. I know he's got two years of eligibility. But okay, I think he's like a senior or something like that. His first game ever. Uh, he was a true freshman. Was in 2019 against us. So you know whatever that is soon 20. So he'll honestly this will be his senior season. Truth talk. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think it seems more responsible to uh, focus in on the freshmen. A lot of people feel that way, man. Especially you got Bonics. four years of yeah. like conditioning that you can work into the the mind of knowing how plays need to work. Mm-hmm. Some guy that's only got like one year, maybe two years. Two. Yeah, yeah, two years of eligibility. But if he does good, he's going to go to the NFL. He would one. want to. Yeah. You know, they'd want to go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'd rather focus on the the fresh meat, the 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 spongy brain. The other dude's I'll, like, I'm going to the NFL soon. I'm not going to be worried about learning this shit. Everyone, I mean, everyone wants that. Ide- the ideal situation is the freshman. The thing yeah. is, none of us know we're not coaches what they're really seeing. And, and so speculation runs rampant, you know. Yeah. Maybe he will win. I, I can tell you that's what Dan Lanning would probably want, but he's also getting Bo Nix just to have another backup, you know, that he knows like the goods and the bads about him because he's played against him because, right. you know, he played at Auburn, but like uh Lanning coached Georgia. And then um, also because our offensive coordinator worked with Bo Nix. So Dillingham worked with him. So there's sure. familiarity, familiarity oh. with there. So, there, so, okay, there, so that's actually yeah. a little different, right? Because that yeah. does, there's already a playbook that they both understand. They have it a really, language. It really seems like he's a pretty similar to um, kind of what you're getting with Anthony Brown, except take away the running threat a little bit. Like less of a running threat, more of a passing threat, but otherwise kind of the same like ceiling. I love that. So what it sounds like. I'll tell you this. Um, like a little <laughs> Yeah, sure. Hopefully. <laughs> back to the point we made 30 years ago. I also want to shout out Terrence Ferguson because he was a freshman too. He's a tight end. Uh, he only caught one ball for eight yards, but I, I just really liked him all season. And, and like, I think our tight end room is going to be pretty awesome, especially if Patrick Herbert can come along. And if Cam McCormick, the legendary unicorn of Cam McCormick, a healthy season that ever comes to be. Um, I don't know. 47 to 32. We lost this game. Anthony Brown, 27 of 40, 306 lies so hard too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I but mean, I to be fair, like, Oregon did get close. You know what I mean? Like, I know. 17 points at one point, I think. Anyone who watched this game was like, no, the Oregon was never going to win this thing. Right. The but, defense, there was a point when it was just like obvious the mm-hmm. defense will not stop their offense. Yeah. Uh, it was rare. It, I think, yeah, the second half, I think the entire time it was like a three score. <laughs> think so. Tough. No, 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 no. It's hard. And actually, uh, so with six minutes and 46 seconds left, I believe Troy Franklin caught that 30 yard touchdown pass and that made it a two score game. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's like, you know, a, six and a half, six and some change minutes left and two scores. Uh, that's not very likely. It's, and w- anyone who watched the game is like, that's impossible. If you watch this game, that's impossible. It's it's imp- it's improbable because of how they were holding the ball. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but this is something we've talked about before, Aaron. This is something you've brought up a lot, and I I've bought more and more into this. Um, oh the fact, this idea that we are the bad guys, you know. The- oh God, yes, absolutely, yeah. And the reason why I think that. In this one, it's not because we especially, because we actually like, you know, we're a good group of kids out there. You know, they're not so bad. And uh, uh, like, no one's like horrendous on this team. Everyone's nice. They're as evil as any other kid their age in the position they're in. Mischief will be had. Yeah. So they're not bad in real life, but 
we are just used as a foil as like oh god yeah faceless team because with this one especially i mean um uh stoops coming back and coaching this thing bob stoops you know especially after that last game in 2006 when we beat him on that fluky whatever you want to say we still won that game but whatever he comes back especially after they lose lincoln riley which as we know that's a tough experience to lose a coach like that for them it's probably even worse because he's actually been there for a really long time took them near the promised land you know got them the playoffs multiple times got them multiple heisman winning uh uh, quarterbacks and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, consistently won the Big 12 and then he just leaves all of a sudden. And so they're devastated. And bef- and Bob Stoops, their old time guy that they all love, you know, basically our Bilotti, but it comes in there and delivers them a win. And even at the end, so he's got that little visor, you know, that little Oklahoma visor that he loves wearing. Right. I saw at the end of the game, Brent Venables uh, comes up and he's there um uh just on the podium as well and he puts the visor on venable's head and it's like oh you're the next one i mean it's like a perfect hollywood ending for them and it just seems so often especially in these bowl game situations we are the team that's just meant to lose because the other team has some like heart and or you know that well, scrappiness and i fucking hate it man here's the i ducking hate it i'm sorry and, and that Gives us a perfect segue into this week's Conspiracy Corner. Oh, okay. Adam, as every wrestling fan knows, Mm -hmm. the heel is the most important aspect of the match. That's true. It's their job to make the face go baby face. (laughs) They're there to make it be magic, right? They are the magic moment. So we all know that money is deep, deep in sports in general, college football particularly. And Oregon Ducks as well. I'm thinking maybe some of the corporate affiliates we have are setting up scenarios in which we look extra bad guy-ish in order to promote and sell these other teams. I'm going to stop you there because you're rambling. I'm also going to say... I'm also going to say... I wasn't able to, like, find a home for it. You didn't land it. You didn't land it. But I will say... I agree with you 100% in your conspiracy All right. theory. Whatever so everybody, that conspiracy at. is up in the air. If yes. you can bring her home, yeah. hit us up on Twitter about it. <laughs> if you can find a way to make that a real thing. Make that yes. play. Um, so, I don't know. Spirited play from Anthony Brown. Travis Dye, I mean, again, just ridiculously awesome. Just carried us. This Hard season. worker. 18 carries, 153 yards, one wow. touchdown. I mean, come on. Um, you're like, hey, how how did we lose this game? And then you look at Caleb Williams shoot for 242 yards, three touchdowns, and uh damn Brooks, 142 yards, three touchdowns. Um, we were meant to lose this game. I don't really want to spend too much more time on it. I was kind of, you know, uplifted to see some of it. And supp- hey, get this, Aaron. The entire offensive line at this point has announced they are returning for the 2022 season and that's a huge thing that offensive line like you know gelling together but that's what made give us the 2019 season so yeah the 2019 season when we went to the rose bowl with herbert we had that veteran o-line we're gonna have that again in 2022 just saying. you know but 
I guess so. I don't know. There you I go. I was going to say, I was going to try and somehow expound on the fact that because they'll be coached differently. I mean, that's the thing. Who knows how that's going to like play within the personnel. And I they know. were changed so much. They got used to one thing. Are they going to get adjusted back over to where they originally were? Are they now in the new position? What was it going to? Who knows? Hey, we all got very whole, fascinating, though. A whole off season to talk about it. I know. Any final thoughts on this Alamo Bowl? Uh, I think what I presumed to be the freshmen, which mm-hmm. were basically every player whose name I did not recognize, <laughs> which is basically showed everybody. enough promise that I don't feel terrible about next season starting. I am excited to get to know the new coaches, but I am not going to get invested in them because you hurt me once. Shame on you. Mm -hmm. You hurt me twice. Crystal ball. Shame on me. I'll tell you this. Two coaches torn, baby. Yeah. I can't have a third one do it to me. So next season, brick wall. That's fair. (laughs) I think that's the way to do it. Do not let Dan Landing into your heart. No. Do not let him in your heart. Even though, I'll tell you this, he looked pretty damn good. When um I was watching, he's still coaching for Georgia as their DC. That we weren't sure whether that was actually going to happen. He's doing that. He wasn't even at our bowl game. He's with Georgia, coaching them in you know the playoffs. Great, and Good for him, yeah, which is kind of cool. You know, it's the opposite of what Chris Paul did, and a hundred um, fucking percent. Yeah, and if and then Miami bails. Yeah, yeah. Are exactly. we spoiling the next did, topic already? You did spoil a little bit, but it's all right. Uh, most people know. But Dan Lanning looked pretty damn good on the sideline when they only allowed like three points for most of the game. Georgia just completely dominated Michigan, just kind of humiliating. Uh, specifically, their defense just shut them down. And really? it was in the third quarter when the announcers are looking at something to talk about, and there are the commentators, and there are talking about Dan Landing like this guy look at him he's and he was on the sideline coaching up people had an X and O's you know chart out pointing at things looking into it and it's like hey looks good that's what you want to see here's a question for you what's that previously on, on our podcast yes you mentioned that Cristobal or one of the coaches who is leaving mm-hmm. might try to yes Brian take Cl- players away from us yeah well maybe Mr. Landing that's what we're hoping is going to bring some of that defense to us. That's exactly what I'm hoping, my man. You're, you're it's How all interesting. You know, the mm-hmm. politics of all this is far more interesting than the sport itself. I really have to admit it. I'd have to agree with you. Um, hey, let's speaking of politics, let's get into a huge segment. The reason why we are here today, my friend. Oh, I'm talking about. The picks. Oh, shit. Or I guess uh, it's, it's kind of the picks and the bottom 11. I don't really know. I'm going to hit both the buttons here. The pick. The pick. The pick. Bottom 11. That is right, my friend. We got a big one. You know, because, what's that? I'm realizing the bottom 11 doesn't work as a concept in our show because yes. we talk about one of the other 12 teams when we play a Pac-12 pl- team. Mm-hmm. in the breakdown of our team so then we have to cover it again but don't then we're <laughs> don't think about it too much don't think about it too much <laughs> i just say that's enough enough out of you okay the great pick'em challenge aaron versus adam this is a season-long competition we've had i'll tell you this you have a six-point lead right right now ahead of me dangerously and- low for a two-point bowl round mm-hmm that is dangerously low. Here's those juicy, juicy picks. And uh, since you don't even remember, I mean, I got them all listed here. And I'm just going to start 
shouting out the results of these bowl games. Hit it. Starting with the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. I think we talked about this one. We already did because, yeah, uh, it, it took place before our last episode. So we already talked about it a little bit, but right. BJ Baylor was kind of bottled up there for only 78 yards and they end up losing to Utah State 24 to 13. As you can see here, I chose Oregon State. You chose Utah State. So that's going to be a win for you. That's two points because each bowl game is worth two points. Um, now, after that, we got the Holiday Bowl. The Holiday Bowl, uh, which is UCLA versus NC State. Now, Aaron, wouldn't you know, with five hours before kickoff, Chip Kelly announces that the UCLA Bruins are bailing and they leave. This is one of the only bowl games, if not the only bowl game, I'm not quite sure, to straight up not be... No, no, that's very not true. Um, But yeah, it was straight up canceled. Straight up canceled. And from what, what the scuttlebutt is, well, because of COVID on UCLA's part, but the scuttlebutt is that Chip Kelly had like the gym you know, uh, the Bruins gym stuff, like the mobile gym, it yeah. was already being packed, like broken down and taken out at like 10 in the morning or something like that, like hours and hours before they actually announced. And it's like the polite thing to do is to announce, to tell the Wolfpack, you know, what you're doing before. You're like, cause it's a pretty crushing thing. They traveled a long way. Like it's going to be a brutal loss, but they didn't. And I'll tell you, the, um, not only that, there was a little bit more uh, butt hurt to be had, I should say. Oh, boy. Pardon my French. Because their coach, uh, the Wolfpack's coach, was not having it, dude. What um, did he I do? Got, I got a little clip here. He, uh, well, he had a nasty name. Let's just hear it. Well, I'll tell you this. I got a little uh, background. So they didn't vacate. That's this is the coach for, for NC State. Uh, yeah, for Wolfpack. Uh, I should know his name, but uh, Dave Doran, of course. Of course I knew that. I did not. Um, he was pissed because they did not give him the win. Uh, you know, it wasn't a forfeit from UCLA, even though that was the rule. Like, I actually don't know why they didn't do this. It is kind of bullshit. But uh, here's his the response. The first thought reporter. I had was that. Yeah, they should get the win. Yeah. And not only that, but apparently this dude gets like 50 grand, an extra 50 grand in his personal pocket i think it was around there he wins a bowl game due to contract incentives so it's like yeah i'd be pissed too i'd be furious chip kelly would be pissed as well well to um, be fair he went yeah he went they he fucking went 50 bucks so obviously the ncaa has came out and said that it won't be officially marked as that but what are your thoughts on on that situation? Yeah, well the ncaa stands for no clue at all in my opinion so i don't really care what they say about it um <laughs> But for our guys, you know, like I said, we, we took a roster of guys down there that had zero COVID issues, practiced every day, did everything right, and didn't get a chance to play the game. As far as I'm concerned, we did beat them. They couldn't even get to the field, you know. So Boom. you can say whatever you want, but if you look at the college football playoff definition, what's going to happen if that happens in one of their games, that team's forfeiting. Yeah. So I feel like we're following the same guidelines that those ball games are going to follow. No clue at all. Can you believe that NCAA stands for no clue at all? Not well, only that's that, true though, right? I mean, uh, it doesn't actually. We're talking stand about that, big yeah. money here, and they're pointless. Oh yeah, they're evil as fuck. I'm dude. with him, hundred percent with him. That's I agree with him. That's a win. It was a forfeit. It would ex- work exactly like that in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 
Therefore, two points for me. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Boom. There, there you have that. It's canceled. So neither of us get anything on that one. Wow. You picked the Soons. I forgot about that. That's right. I picked the Oklahoma Sooners because a lot of reasons. It's because we were we ended up being down 31 players from our roster, dude. 31 players. That's basically a third of the team. That's incredible. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Oklahoma's down good players, too. But, uh, yeah. And we lost. And that blows. And we already talked about it. Let's go to the next one. The Las Vegas Bowl. Viva Las Badgers, if you will. We both chose the Badgers in this one. We both went with Wisconsin because we were high on that cheese. Who are they going against? Going against them Sun Devils. No wonder you. Oh, that's why I picked Wisconsin. Forced yourself to forget about them. Yeah. So in this one, Jaden Dan Jaden Daniels, who apparently is returning for another season, kind of nuts. Once more, might as well, I guess. Jaden Daniels, eleven of twenty-one, one hundred and fifty-nine yards, forty rushing, one interception. So, uh, you know, if that's his stat line, they didn't win this game, and no, they did not. And that one interception came at a brutal time because ASU threw a uh, pick on the first drive. So they threw an interception on the first drive. Wisconsin quickly scores a touchdown after that. Arizona that's State a neck breaker. Oh, yeah. that sucks. Then Arizona State marches down the field. They hit a field goal, but Wisconsin quickly scores after that. And then uh, Arizona State actually gets it to 20 to 13. You know, they, they get two field goals and then they get a touchdown and it's a one score a game. There's only 947 left on the clock. Wisconsin's got the ball and they even get them down on this drive to a, a third and 12, but they convert on the third and 12 and then they do the most Wisconsin Badger Big Ten thing of all. And they kill nine minutes and 47 seconds off this clock just slowly draining it like the Hell life yeah. out of a Wisconsin cow for a burger. Is that a good Midwest <laughs> accent? Is that good? I don't know if any of it made sense as analogies go, but I'm Go Badgers. For it. it was a great accent. Yeah, uh, I, I guess you're doing a Wisconsin accent. I don't know. I don't uh, know either. Heavens, heavens Fargo. No. Is Fargo in Wisconsin? I don't know. I believe. No, it's North Dakota, I think. Oh, man. Oh, right. Now we're going to look like idiots. Oh, God. Wisconsin and Wisconsin. There you go. Um, Washington State and Washington State. We both went with Washington State on this one. We were really feeling the W's this week, apparently. Um, now, Wazoo. Now, here's the thing, Aaron. You remember <laughs> this. So, Miami has to cancel due to COVID. And they do right. the good thing, the good, wise thing. Um, the Wait, thing, what's that? Just want to say, total shocker that Miami has a case <laughs> of COVID. <laughs> Color me completely surprised. Is that <laughs> is that you dissing on Florida? Florida fucking sucks. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So the Sun Bowl, Tony... Yeah. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, to be frank. Got to get that marketing in. Now, um, it was supposed to be Wazoo versus Miami, but Miami, they canceled, and they do it with enough time, because they're not Chip Kelly, um, that they're able to reschedule. Because the Arizona Bowl, which is a bowl game we talked about, uh, the Barstool Sports guys, you know, those guys, those jabronis. Right. Um, they, that game... 
I forget who I got, I got it written down here. Uh, Boise State, Idaho, you know. So there you go. Do you want to say anything bad about Idaho? I'm fine. With no, I love Idaho. Okay, cool. Boise State, they cancel out because of COVID. And, but the Central Michigan uh, Chippewas, they're like, hey, what about us? We still want to play some football. And so uh, they join in on the Sun Bowl. And, you know, they say, screw you, Arizona Bowl, because it was something like the payout, too, was like it was so much more money to go play on TV yeah, know, baby. in the Miami Bowl or in the Sun Bowl, blah, blah, blah. Whoa, you're telling me the game they would have played wouldn't have even been televised? It, uh, I think it would have been streamed, actually. Yeah, I, I, th- I don't think it would have been on television, television. Maybe it would have. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so instead they go down to El Paso, Texas. Which you love because you love the water. You told me that. Uh, And Central Michigan opens up a bit of whoop-ass in this first half. Defensively, they shut them down. Um, They force seven punts to three first downs in the first half against Washington State. So they were just, they had no success. Not only that, uh, so they only had 53 yards, Washington State did, in the first wow. half. Wow. Yeah. The and whole game? No, in the first half. Oh, they only God. Had 53 okay. yards. Uh, and so Central Michigan, the Chippewas, they were able to build up a 21 to 0 lead at the half. Wow. And uh, Jaden Delora gets benched. I believe, I didn't watch this exact moment. I believe he got benched because of performance, because he finished 9 of 19 for 45 yards. That's that's not good. So Victor uh, Gabalis, I believe is his name, Victor Gabalis, he heads out there and he does a lot better, actually. 11 of 23 eh, for 177 yards, but gets two touchdowns and he rallies back and it becomes a much closer game. Hmm. Now, um, however, they didn't have a lot of key players here, especially at running back. That really would have helped them out. They didn't have Max Borhe. That or Borgie, I always want to. Say I know Borgie. that name, so he's important. Oh yeah, he's their you know running back slash. Uh, he's catching a lot of balls and like just really a huge their main weapon. Honestly, um, he wasn't there because he's going to the NFL draft. He, I think he can actually make a roster. He could really do something up there. And then also, um, Dion McIntosh also was going. I think he was out due to an injury or something like that, uh, or COVID. Not sure. But he wasn't able to play, too. Also, I believe a lot of their offensive linemen, they, it was a really makeshift offensive line for those same reasons. So tough roster for Washington State to be working with. But they end up losing this one, even though they have the ball, trying to get that final drive. They fall short of the sticks and uh, lose 24 to 21, which makes this, I think, a bit historic. Because if I'm not wrong, this is the first victory, uh, a bowl victory, I should say, against a Power 5 program for the MAC. So that's some real action right there. Central Michigan. For who? For their conference. Uh, oh, so that's pretty huge because they're part of the group of five. We're the power five. So pretty nuts and that's pretty fun. embarrassing. Them. Washington Holiday miracle. Yeah, I mean, I should say Washington State has a history of letting really low level teams <laughs> beat them uh, for like, you know, like, wow, this hasn't happened in 100 years. Like, there's a lot of that in Washington State's history. OK, you know, um, I think it's fine by me because mm-hmm. you didn't get any points on that either. Therefore, it is a win. That's right. And then there's one more left. Ohio State 
and Utah in the Rose Bowl. Now, Aaron, this game was actually going on just it just ended like an hour ago. Right. And I'd like to uh recap to to tell this to you because you didn't watch this, yes? Correct. I watched the Doctor Who um Eve of the Daleks. So <laughs> Ohio State versus Utah. Now this was all about the motivation, right? Because they didn't have uh Wilson or Olave and like you know, they're two like standout receivers. Not that they don't have other standout receivers, as will as this game clearly uh, showed. But uh, Ohio State was down some key players, mainly because of the NFL, because they're like, this game isn't big enough. We're huge talents and fair for them. You know, they could have gotten good injured. for them. Yeah, a lot of people did get injured in this game. Like, you don't want to risk that, you know, draft stock. And so they sat out. Meanwhile, Utah, they are rearing to go. Utah has never been to a Rose Bowl in their history, partially because, you know, they're new to the Pacific Conference and that's the tie-in for the game. But still, they had never been to a Rose Bowl. Um, And so they were ready for it. This is a huge send-off, obviously, because of those two players that they've been commemorating all season, too. Like, it's felt huge. Apparently, they sold... uh, I mean, they, like had a huge amount of Utah fans there. They had way more Utah fans. There was practically a home game. They actually had more Utah fans there than uh, seats in their stadium in Salt Lake City. (laughs) So, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I believe that was the case. Uh, Ohio State, you know, they showed up, but not like Utah. This was practically a home game. That's incredible. What a vibe. So they go out there, you know, you got that classic like punt, punt on both sides. But then Utah is just becomes electric on offense. And it really looks like they're going to take this thing quickly because we had a a, like cam rising. The first score was a 19 yard touchdown to Britton Covey, of course. And then they force a three and out from Ohio State. Then Utah goes eight plays, 67 yards and a 12 yard touchdown to Micah Bernard. A really good touchdown, too, if I remember correctly. Uh, and so they're up 14-0. to um, Ohio State, then they get a 25-yard pass uh, on fourth and one to make it 14-7. and seven. Utah goes nine plays, 79 yards, and it was just like drunk, drunk, like very little resistance for Utah. Kind of like what Michigan did, kind of like what Oregon did in the two losses against it. So it, it looked very familiar, honestly. And Cam Rising was also just having a lot of success just just picking apart this defense. Um, and so they end up scoring on a six yard touchdown from Tavion Thomas to go up tw- uh, 21 to seven. But then the, then the real shit starts happening. Like I was trying to take a break to like, I need to go to the bathroom or something, you know, but I couldn't even go to the bathroom because then all of a sudden it was touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Well, surely you, there was a commercial break in there. It just didn't feel like it, man. I was, <laughs> so Ohio state, they go first. There's a 50 yard pass to Jackson Smith, Najigba, uh, CJ Stroud to him. Just Boom. And like Ohio State is realizing like, you know what? We're falling behind. This dude is an amazing receiver. Actually, Hithliday reviewed him in the in the previews and was like, is this guy going to be, is he finally going to have his breakout season? It's like, this is a legendary game he had. Because first of all, boom, 50-yard pass to him. And it, it becomes a, a one-score game. But then uh, they kick it off to the Utes. And Britton Covey, the man who burned us in our game, right. he returns it 97 yards for a touchdown. 
So just immediately, boom, Utes are up 28 to 14. Then the next play, first down for Utah, they're starting at their own 48 after like a bad kick. But uh, first uh, on the first play, 52-yard pass to Jackson Smith and Jigba. So it's another 50-yard pass to the same dude. And it was just easy. Just boom. So they're just taking it off the top now. It's like, here's the weakness. Do we just attack that every time? C.J. Stroud's a great quarterback, too, even though he's very young. Um, however, it only takes four plays for Utah to score again because they get down to fourth and one at their own 38-yard line. Cameron so wait, Ohio State threw that 51-yard. Oh, yeah. Both those 50-yard passes were both Ohio State. Oh, just, okay. I thought I thought you said Utah earlier. Sorry. Okay, oh, no. I'm back. So both times they've been out here just boom, boom, right. bombing it, bombing it. So then, uh, however, Utah on fourth and one, Cam rising, it looks like he's going down. Uh, but no one really brings him down. He keeps his balance, and the quarterback runs 62 yards to the house for a score. Then uh, Ohio State fumbles the ball, but Utah isn't able to do anything with it. And so 35-21 to 21 at the half. It looks like Ohio, uh, Utah's really got this. However... I'll, I'll wrap this second half up a lot quicker than I said that because that was the excitement of that. However, really quickly, um, Ohio State forces... Uh, no, no, actually, so Utah picks off Ohio State, but then um, as Utah is about to uh, uh, punt on their next possession, they fumble the ball, and Ohio State quickly turns that into a touchdown. Utah gets a field goal on their next drive. Ohio State gets a field goal. Utah turns it over on downs. Ohio State gets another touchdown. Just a, uh, And then uh, I think they get like back-to-back deep touchdowns. Another 30-yard touchdown to Jackson Smith and Jigba. This was the worst part of it. Cam Rising, this amazing quarterback, just gets destroyed on a sack. His head hits the ground. Like I believe they had to cart him off. I'm not quite sure, but it looked terrible who's he the football player for ohio state no utah he was the guy my man and he was leading it but he gets knocked out uh clearly and so it's like oh that looks like protocol uh it looks terrible man like i don't know even know if he was conscious and so they put in backup quarterback bryson barnes they're down a touchdown now because Ohio State has actually taken the lead at this point. Bryson Barnes still, though, goes out there and ties the game with a touchdown. The backup QB goes out there and does it. The crowd is freaking out. However, it takes barely any time uh, for Ohio State because, again, they've met no resistance for basically this whole game. Uh, and they go down. They get the field goal in Ohio State wins the game isn't that brutal yeah maybe i don't know it was a little confusing the second half description so i don't know exactly how it all played out but it seems like it was a brutal match i'm sure everything i said was terrible radio but we're gonna keep it all in (laughs) because i'm just so excited about this game the issue is more that i don't know what you're talking about half the time that is so it's (laughs) i'm sure anyone with a base knowledge in the game will get it it's also the charm of the show all that being said all that being said though yep two points I for got you that, that sucks right. two points for me now let's look at where we're at here we got that here i got six points That's awesome i got six points so that should mean that i tie you however aaron you got four points you know are no 
I'm supposed to get the points for that game. For what? The canceled? It was a forfeit. Oh, oh, no way. No way. No, Damn, it wasn't. The rule. The, the NCAA ruled it as not a forfeit. That's why I played that You video. know what the NCAA stands for? <laughs> what? You that don't remember, thing do you? you said earlier that I, I knew you remember. did it. No clue at all. That's you. No clue at all. Well, guess what? You don't get it, but you still win. By four points, 58 Ooh. points to 54. Aaron wins it all. And that's the great pick'em challenge. And there you have it. It's been, uh, I know this is a, a weird, crazy time, but Aaron, you've won it again. I just want to applaud you for it. You know, I think next year I'm going to do even better because I'm going to be so emotionless mm. that everything I speak about will be 100% laser focused and knowledge. Well, I doubt that very much. But um, listeners of the Quack 12 podcast, if you'd like to support the show, please do a couple of things. First of all, please go to Twitter, our Twitter account, at Quack 12 Podcast. Uh, just give us a follow. It's that easy. If you want to help, help us out even more, go to our YouTube page, or you can go to our Patreon, at Quack 12 Podcast slash Patreon. It's a wonderful spot where you can give us money, and it will help us make more of these as you can bet, we're still going in the off season. Um, Adam, yeah, we're going deep in the off season. What's that? What buddy? do we have to look forward to in this off season? Now that the football season's wrapped up, everybody, everybody else is tucking it in. What are we gonna start partying on? I'm glad you asked that, my friend. Well, first of all, we're going back to one of our favorite series on the Patreon, uh, Quack in Time. And now you can uh, expect some of this on the main free feed, too. Just little tastes of it, though. If you want the full thing, you got to go to the Patreon. Now, this is us breaking down every single Oregon Ducks football season in the history of the world. It's a very fun little goofy series that will actually teach you something along the way. We're also going to be breaking down men's and women's basketball. Um, and we're going to be just deep diving into Oregon Duck football history lore. We're going to have a bunch of fun interviews. Please check out our YouTube page too because uh we're gonna be posting to that pretty frequently we love y'all and uh hey go ducks quack 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 quack